Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and today let's talk about what it looks like when you need a fucking break from your business. I've talked about this subject at length in various perspectives. We talked about the idea of the minimal viable business in previous episodes, which is really taking into account what the best your worst self is capable of. We talked about this when we looked at bottlenecks in your business and when it's time to probably hire a team or at the very least switch to a more robust management system. But today I want to talk about that pesky feeling you get that you really need a vacation or some time off, but you really can't imagine taking it. So quick note, I am in bed today with Miss Bea, my dog. So if you hear some dog breathing or dog noises, that's why. And I'm recording this today, you know, cause I'm pretty fucking tired. So I'm in bed and that's what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> when I work with entrepreneurs and with myself, I often see folks push themselves to the edge. Even those of us that are really conscious of trying to opt out of hustle culture still get trapped in the idea of doing too much. There's a lot of responsibility when you run your own business, whether it's just you and you're part-time, whether you're full-time, whether you have a team, you have financial responsibilities, you might have people responsibilities, and of course you have responsibilities to your customers and clients. There can be a lot on your shoulders in addition to whatever else happens in your life. So that need to keep pushing ourselves, sometimes past the point of exhaustion, it comes up and it becomes kind of deeply ingrained as a coping mechanism to just push through things. And I know a lot of you are conscious of this, as I said, so am I. That doesn't mean we don't still fall into the trap. And one of the reasons we fall into the trap of pushing too hard for too long without taking an adequate break is that we actually don't notice the warning signs of impending overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. So today I wanna to talk about three main things that can let us know that it's time to take a break. And I'm gonna go ahead and be honest, I have all three of them right now, <laughs> which is why I'm going to take the weekend completely off. So. The three main things that we run into as challenges that let us know, maybe before it's too late, that we need to take a break are one, inventing problems in your business, two, getting annoyed at things that are really not annoying, like questions and concerns, and three, making mistakes in your business. Now let's break down each of these. This first one, inventing problems in your business, is a classic and it's very hard to notice. This is a, often a subtle one, especially if you are a very creative person, a multi-passionate person, and somebody who loves problem solving, which chances are as a business owner, you have some of those skills, gifts, slash curses in your repertoire. Inventing problems in your business often is well, often feels like you're actually finding real problems in your business, and that's why it's so tricky. This can look like changing your schedule for launches because you think of a different problem. One of the ones that I have sometimes is I'll change our launch schedule or I want to because I'm concerned about our cash flow and think that a different offer will boost our cash more, so we should redo everything that we already did, waste all that time in order to what? maybe make a little bit more money. <laughs> it's not really logical, but that's just one of the ways that I invent problems. 
I also know that I'm experiencing this when I wake up in the middle of the night and I have a business idea. My middle of the night business ideas are rarely good ones. They're usually anxiety driven. You might invent problems in other ways, maybe thinking that a customer is mad at you because they didn't respond to your email right away. That one is what I see a lot with people that I work with. Or saying that you need to move to a new website platform because your current one isn't ideal. Like my example suggests, this often appears under the guise of optimization. Oh, if we move to this other course platform, then we'll save $5 a month and have this one feature that I think is cool, right? We'll talk ourselves into that. And saving $5 a month is not a bad thing, but the amount of work it will take you to make that transition just to save $5 a month might not actually be worth it. So optimizing things, especially for things that are not really issues can be a big one. I find that sometimes what happens for myself and for other customers that I work with too, is that I'll take a piece of customer feedback that is kind of neutral essentially, and it's just one person said it, and I'll decide that it is a big issue, right? And I kind of will keep it filed in my brain until I'm at this moment of exhaustion, and then I'll say, this is a big issue. All of our customers think that this is a problem when really it was one piece of neutral feedback that doesn't make it, you know, sure, it's useful, but it's not a problem. So hyperbole shows up a lot here as well in our fake uh, problem solving. So if you notice yourself start to change your mind a lot to find issues, especially if you're coming up against a new deadline, a new product, a launch, something that's a little bit big and scary, you start inventing a problem or start noticing like a whack-a-mole problem situation, you might be getting too tired to work effectively. Now, of course, sometimes problems do emerge in business and this is nuanced, but I think with this one in particular, the problem invention, this is a really great time to talk to a friend, a colleague, or a coach to see if this issue is actually a real issue that is great for you to focus on, or maybe one that you can put aside for a few weeks and come back to later to see if it is actually a problem. So the second issue that we run into a lot is getting annoyed. Now, the idea of having a short fuse or being, you know, exhausted and snippy is certainly not exclusive to business, but especially for small business owners, those of us who have remote teams or people who work for themselves, sometimes we don't quite notice it, especially for solo entrepreneurs. I hear this from my clients a lot. The only person you can be snippy with, frankly, is with yourself or maybe with your customers, but they don't actually end up seeing it because you're not going to keep that. You're not going to like share that conversation with them. You're not going to send them the email that says, ah, oh, this is so stupid, right? You will probably be able to edit yourself enough in order to do that, to, to not make that mistake. So what we want to start to look for is when things that normally don't bother you, bother you. This is also something that some of you may be familiar with from your own hormonal cycles. I know for me, when I am PMSing, things that generally don't bother me become very important. And I am very short with the people in my life when they don't anticipate my changed needs as a result of where I am in my period cycle. So starting to notice especially things that deviate, things that were okay and now are not okay. 
we can see that optimization issue come up here, but especially if we've made a decision to leave something and say like, oh, it's not that big a deal, that font is fine, that looks fine, those kinds of things where as business owners, we always have to make decisions about prioritizing what really needs our attention and what doesn't. If those things start to make you snippy, that can be a good sign. But also if people are just asking you questions, like your customers are like, hey, where do I find this link? And you're like, how dare they ask me about a link? chances are that you've gone over the edge and you are too fucking tired to work. <laughs> I bet you all have your own little things that you know challenge you. For me, I know that I get really annoyed by how messy my house is only at certain times of the month. And by messy, I mean I become a complete neat freak only for three or four days. <laughs> so you might start to notice these patterns from your personal life apply to your business as well but those interpersonal relationships and how you respond to people needing things from you asking you questions giving you feedback can be an indicator of being too tired honestly i just call this like toddler town it's it's like you're you know you're throwing a fit because you were told that you need to like eat your carrot before you have a cookie and the idea of eating the carrot is just so so overwhelming that you start crying. <laughs> we do that in our businesses often when we are exhausted and we are throwing a fit just before we really need to take a nap. So we covered the first two. The first one is inventing problems. Second one is kind of, you know, getting a little, a little snippy and a little nasty. And the third one that I see a lot with people is making mistakes. Now this one is hard because it creates a very quick negative feedback loop. And this one, I think out of all of them, the first one, optimization zone, is tricky because we feel like we're being productive and like it's important. The second one is tricky because especially if you're a very small team, if you're a remote team or you work by yourself, you don't always have the feedback to notice it. If you're in an office and you say something to a teammate and you're a little rude, you'll see their face, right? You can get that immediate response of like, oh man, I'm sorry, I snapped at you. Right? Or if you're talking to somebody face-to-face -face in a session and you, are in your, um, yeah, and you say something and you're a little short. But over email, over text, things like that, it becomes really hard. This last one though, making mistakes, might be the most insidious because it reinforces the idea that we need to do more and do better. Now, mistakes happen. <laughs> mistakes are normal. And most mistakes, look, none of us sitting here are doing brain surgery, and I don't mean that in the sense that our work is not important, but the mistakes that we make are often not life or death mistakes and often can be remedied very quickly in the moment. And it behooves us to take some of the pressure off of mistakes because they're normal. And uh, side note, you're a human, right? And so am I, I mistake, make mistakes all the fucking time. I send typos, I send out canned emails that I've edited but still forgotten to set, like change somebody's name. I have put up wrong web pages before, like all sorts of stuff, right? And I'm sure many of you have done the same. But the problem is when we make these little mistakes, and they're often small ones, they often kind of snowball into feeling bitter, bitter, but when we're looking at this exhaustion piece, they're often small mistakes that we're running into. These mistakes feel like something we should be able to overcome. Like we should just be able to focus harder, do better, work more, fix it. But the problem is that we're already exhausted. So all of that work that we're trying to do is actually just getting us more and more tired, which is making us less and less able to actually fix those mistakes. 
So of course, if you make one mistake on a given day, I'm not sitting here telling you that you're exhausted and need to, <laughs> you need to stop for the day. But if you're noticing lots of little things happening or things are taking way too long, not because you think you should do them shorter, but because you actually know the amount of time it takes. Um, like for example, for me to build a sales page on my website at this point actually doesn't take me very long. I'm very skilled at it. I have built many, many sales pages. I'm pretty fast. But that can be a place where if I'm exhausted, I'll start to make mistakes. Like, oh man, why did I do that? Oh, I, I positioned that wrong. Oh, I messed that up, right? So the things where you know how much time they generally take, those routine tasks in your business, maybe it's responding to emails from customers, doing customer support, um, sending follow-up notes to clients, packaging things. I mean, I would remember, I would run into this when I was taping boxes, when I had an herbal product line and was shipping things out and I would start getting so frustrated because I would be messing up the tape, right? When we start to notice that those things are taking us a lot longer or because we're making mistakes, like, oh, I taped that wrong, oh, the tape got stuck to itself, Often we're kind of trying to move too fast or, or we don't quite have, we're, we're tired so we don't quite have the um, agility uh, to, to do some of these like repetitive tasks. The trick is to notice and to give ourselves just a little bit of breathing room. First of all, just offer ourselves compassion regardless. Again, not, not brain surgery. <laughs> it's going to be okay. But to notice that we are making what one might call, and I don't mean this from a place of judgment, kind of silly mistakes, mistakes that don't need to be made, mistakes that wouldn't be made if we were less tired or we were pausing or if we took a break. And again, this one is insidious because it feels like we need to fix the mistakes, we, we should be doing better. That's a place where we really kind of start to reinforce this narrative that we just need to work harder, work better, work faster, do more, and we'll be okay. But shockingly, the antidote, which we're about to talk about, is actually stopping, right? I think for me, the place where I see this the most um, strongly sometimes is actually in my knitting. And if any of you do kind of physical crafts or do something like coding, things that are kind of creative but really do require a certain amount of alertness, if I get to a place in my knitting where I am dropping a bunch of stitches, as much as I might want to go back and fix it right then and there, that's usually a sign that I need to stop or something gets tangled or I'm messing up a pattern a lot. So. This is just a place for you to start to do your own noticing of what those mistakes tend to be. For me, often with work, it's doing stuff like taking too long or making errors and tech things that I'm really very good at, but then all of a sudden I'm making mistakes with. You'll start to notice your own if you haven't already. Now, of course, there are more ways that this manifests, but these three things, the optimization inventing problems one, <laughs> our getting snippy with people and ourselves one, and then of course the making a lot of mistakes one, are all indicators that you need to rest. And I can't, you know, I understand that often we feel like we can't, because that's, that's why all three of those are tricky. We feel like we have to fix something, we have to do it right, we need to solve the problem, X, Y, Z. If you weren't busy, you probably wouldn't be so exhausted anyway but there is a diminishing return of working when you're tired. And they've done study on, studies on this and showed that like over basically 30 hours a week, people don't really do effective work. So if you're pushing that, there's chances are that you're gonna be running into this anyway. But the point of this being that when we're aware of it, we can more easily stop ourselves and take the rest we need before we get back into action. 
And if you're like me, chances are you let this go too long and then you're like, oh my God, I need a sabbatical. I need a month off. I need three months off. I need to never do this again. Notice the hyperbole that we mentioned in our first one. It shows up there as well. But in reality, really what you might need is just an afternoon of watching TV or a day at the park with a friend. So notice that sense of the looming impossibility of taking time off. If your brain is making up stories that you need so much time to rest, that's probably not true. It probably that too is a way of keeping you working because for most of us, taking off a full month or several months may not be reasonable. That may not actually be something you can do. So then you get to guess what? Just keep working where it feels safer and like you have more control even if you are messing shit up. So this little episode and our little tips here are really just to say, um, take a break y'all. <laughs> Give yourself a break and start to notice how this emerges in your own business with your own patterns, especially when it comes to really pushing yourself and when you are too tired to continue. Often the, sh the fastest way to get back to work is to effectively, to get back to work effectively, is to stop working. So uh, with that in mind, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> this is, we're keeping this one short and sweet. And I'm actually going on vacation in a couple weeks. So we're going to have two weeks with no podcast episodes. Just a heads up on that. I'll remind you all next week because I'm going to be gone from the end of September into early October and uh, taking a real break. I encourage you to take whatever breaks are available to you, even if it's just a solid 30 or 45 minutes for lunch where you are reading a book and doing something that is not business related you will be more effective and more able to help the people that you're here to help if you rest. All right, y'all, go rest. I'm gonna do the same and I will see you here next week. Bye for now.